Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Radio Free Nintendo. I'm your host, Carl Castaneda, and joining me on this episode, Mike Sklenz. Go Knowles! He's back from last week. What were you doing last week? I was at a after-work office function. Right. Mike got drunk function. and played Halo. Um, I, I, I did one of those two things. <laughs> Would you say that it is accurate to say that uh, after your function, most of the people who were present were dysfunctional? No. No, not really. No. Normally, yes, but not this time. Oh. Well, that other voice you just heard was Jonathan Metz. I am eating a Hot Pocket. How is the Hot Pocket? Is it hot and in a pocket? It's actually lean and oh, in a pocket. Lean pockets are terrible, man. The only Hot Pockets no. that are really worth anyone's time are the Croissant Pockets. I've never had those. Are they good? Yeah, it's, th- just like a, those it's a are... Hot Pocket with like infinitely better crust. Oh. Yeah, no. those are incredibly bad for you. Don't the, care. Uh, the subs are really good, also. And yes, they, I and we'll the, give you uh, subs. Yeah, I like the lean pocket. Welcome subs, to radio-free, microwavable food. <laughs> yeah. The new hot pocket calzones are pretty good too. <laughs> well, uh, please send I us tried them hot all. pockets. Yes. What, what's the name of the hot pocket company? Like, who makes hot pockets? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever you are, send us. Whoever you are, send us some hot pockets. I am a starving college student. I don't have a they microwave. They probably also produce nuclear waste. <laughs> At the same time. Available in your grocer's freezer section. There you go. And uh, with that in mind, let's get on to new business. Now, I have some new business that I want to talk about. It's good because I sure as hell don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike just wants to talk about Halo. But, um, <laughs> I want to talk about... There's two things I have, but first I want to talk about nerds. Now, I know some of you are Those out there listening. Those things are tasty, man. No, not not the candy. Oh. Um, I'm talking about the people. Now, I think, I think really there's a difference between nerds and nerdy people. I'm a nerdy person, and I think most of us here are. Mm, I, I would disagree. I would say you're a geeky person. That in mind. Oh, good grief. There's no real difference. There's, it all means the same thing. Nerds like to study. Do you like to study, Carl? No, I don't. But Do you, like, you enjoy getting good grades? I mean, like, does it, like, you really well, actively I, enjoy it? I, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say here. Excuse me, Obi. Obi, let, let, let me just clear something up here. No one likes to study, and everyone likes getting good grades. Okay, but <laughs> do you actually derive pleasure from studying? So I, nerds do. Nerds no, are all I about just said things. no one likes studying. But that's not true. That's not true. No one likes studying. Uh, anyway, anyway, back to the point here. I think that there are nerds and nerdy people, and I think that I would fall into the category of a nerdy person. I enjoy video games. Um, science fiction isn't really my bag, but I, I'll enjoy it from time to time. Uh, and I think like if you're if you if you go to like you know anime conventions or whatever and you enjoy yourself, hey, that's all good. But nerds, I got a problem with because here's the Carl, thing. Carl, what you just described is a geek. I'm sorry. Except whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was at I was at my friend's apartment and out in the front lobby they were playing Smash Brothers, and you know I'm I'm I play Smash Brothers, so hey, I'll, I'll get in there and I'll play it. I played a few rounds and. Um, you know, I was playing with my buddy Eli, and he's, you know, he's a normal person who happens to have social skills, but the, uh, the other two, I couldn't really say the same thing for, and I think that there's a, I th- okay, okay, look, I know that when, you know, nerds act a fool, <laughs> act a fool. The great thing is that all the nerds listening don't know what that means. Yeah, I know. They're going to like, act a fool. That's not even grammatical. Carl's right. breaking out into a Mr. T and Friends <laughs> script here. <laughs> now, I know that when nerds act a fool, that it's because they don't have the necessary social skills to act a normal person. <laughs> to act not a fool. <laughs> to act not a fool. And I just... It pains me when I, when I see these people who... Who say pwn in real life? That bothers me. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, and what if and what if they say it ironically? No, he wasn't saying it ironically. What if they say? <laughs> How it do you in know? The comfort, like of their own, you know, like what if they're not in a social location and they say it? Uh, it's this was a pretty social. Well, location. no, I know what you're talking about because I used to play Smash Brothers in that same lobby. We invented that, by the way. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. old school. Okay. Anyway. I'm just saying that, you know, this, this, these kids were like Hot Topic Nintendo kids. Okay. So, and really, like, they were just aggravating. Like, okay, look, I know when you win around, it's cool, but you don't need to run around the room screaming. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> much. All right? And okay. I'm just saying that, like, dude, it's... Put the weight bird down to me. I know you've been wronged in the past. I understand you have pain. But you don't need to take that out on me. 
I'm he- I'm here to be your friend. You just need to you know not act a fool. In other words, <laughs> these kids beat your ass in Smash Brothers no, and no, then no, emotionally no, no, no. abused yeah. you, yeah. and now you're upset about it. Cry me a river. I I won three out of the out of the six rounds. I won three. I won three of them. So there. Oh, and half my rounds. And the thing is, like when they were when they were at their height, I wasn't even on the controller. So there, Johnny, proven wrong. Again, denied. Pwned even. Pwned even. <laughs> Carl, I, I am pwned. Yeah. I and am noob total. So yeah, in closing, nerds, come on. Come on. Stop is that really your new business? I mean, that's, you know you have anything else? I have other. I have something else, but that's the first thing I just wanted to get out of the way. My second thing is I finally played Mario Strikers online. And hey. I'm not afraid to say that I did get beat the fuck up in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You got I am, struck. Did you get griefed? Did you get griefed? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get griefed. But, um, <laughs> Mario Strikers griefed. <laughs> that, that, that would be a very strange thing. But oh god! Like I am a, I am a like, you know, beginner to medium style player. I'm not very good. I'm, I'm competent, and that's about it. And these people, they play online, so they're obviously they're very seasoned. They're good, and I'm not. So I'm not afraid to say that I got beat up. But hey, whatever. Uh, that being said, the experience was a little laggy, which I ex- which I could so I could explain the way away my suckings for like the first two rounds, but then things started not being so laggy, and I still got beat up. So every time I get lag killed in Halo, I want to break my controller in half. Drives me insane. See, I would do that, but I have no money to which with which to replace my controllers. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I have too much self control. Yeah, well, that's probably a good thing. Probably. And so I'm just saying, I'm just wanted to say that the online experience was, I would say, mixed. You know, there was some lagging, and obviously friend codes make it not as smooth as can be. But um, once we got into the actual game and there wasn't some lagging, it was really, it was all right. I would have preferred to have voice chat, but again, that's not really Nintendo's thing, so what can you do? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's basically my new business. Uh, Mike say doesn't have any. All so. I have is, I've just been playing Halo. Yeah. He's it's been, really good, kids. If you don't own an Xbox, like, really. Wake me really, up in five minutes. <laughs> if you don't own Xbox and you enjoy first-person shooters in, in which you play millions of other people on the internet, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, some of them don't have money. Some of them aren't aren't banking, man. Some of these yeah, people yeah. just don't have all the money that you have. I'm about <laughs> to drive like a, a PlayStation Three or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway, no, I have no new business. Do you have any, Johnny? Yes. What's your new business? Okay, so I've been playing uh, Dragon Blade, Wrath of Fire for Wii. Is it super awesome? Or Dragon Fire, Blade of Wrath, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and actually, it's gotten some pretty Dragon nasty Wrath, reviews. I didn't. Fire. What? Sorry, I was trying to come up with other permutations of that. Yeah, there's there's thousands, you know. <laughs> it's like hamburgers at Wendy's. But um, it's actually not that bad. Um, I have glanced at reviews at other sites. I try not to read other people's reviews before I write my own. Excuse me, hot mm. pocket burp. Mm. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's actually has not his bad. Own breath of fire right now. <laughs> I think it's. I think Dragon Blade is very much um, just a, a hack and slash beat 'em up style game. Very old school kind of stuff, and um, it reminds me a lot. And I know people are going to go crazy when I say this, but it reminds me a lot of God of War. And I've got yeah. both God of War games on PS2, and I love them. And it's certainly not as good as God of War. And the production values are way worse. Way worse. Is it ugly? Um, it is... No, I don't think it's ugly. I think it looks okay. It looks very last-gen. It looks like kind of an early GameCube game. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. It's not impressive graphically, that's for sure. Um, the the fire the sword that you have which is made of fire does look pretty cool actually it, can, um, it does uh, no it really no it's a pretty good fire effect fire. on it oh yeah he's got a it's sword a good... made of fire made of fire that's yeah, like video game marketing no, 101 that looks fine but um, I what I would prefer is if the sword of fire actually set things on fire when you hit them ah. with it well, that because only sense. yeah exactly <laughs> um so anyway, it's a really linear game. Basically, it throws you in a level, and you go from start to finish, and you beat up a couple dozen dudes in between, and then you get to the end, and there may be a boss there. Mm-hmm. And the bosses are very old-school, pattern-based type stuff. You sneak in whenever there's like a vulnerable spot, and you do a combo, and then you 
run away and wait for the next one. Um, and it's quite challenging. And I would I would just say in general, if you have a Wii and you're looking for a good action beat 'em up style game that has pretty good motion controls, actually, then this is fine. This is actually probably worth your time. I think it's decently long. It's certainly typical length for this kind of game, and um, quite challenging. And it's not bad actually. So, um, it's it's one of those things where I look at it and I keep thinking, you know, if they if they did a sequel and had more money to make this, it could be really good. Um, I kind of doubt that will happen, but it would be nice. Well, I mean, D three is trying to kind of you know broaden their library so like if this sells reasonably well which it might you never know um does it have an explosion on the box cover does it it has a dude standing on top of a dragon's head with a sword made of fire but is there an so explosion? it might do okay that might count i think that sort of fire might count for an explosion maybe <laughs> okay yeah so yeah it, it'll sell at least two hundred thousand copies just on that alone <laughs> yeah so we'll see if it does reasonably well you never know you might see a sequel with a larger budget um Moving on to... Wait, do we get to the college football minute now? When does uh, that happen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to uh, Mike's crazy mailbag as read by Jonathan Metz. Yeah, this is Johnny's crazy mailbag this week, and also not crazy, just Johnny's mailbag. Yeah. Oh, okay, I wasn't ready for this. Let me find Uh-oh. it. Oh, Saturn says, I love the new music. I've been waiting for that. What's Jason's new album called? I want to buy it. And no, I didn't write this letter. We actually, yeah, but, this is an actual letter that we got that was written by someone who's not involved with the making of the show, right? Or the band, or the band. or the band. <laughs> <laughs> but now yes. to explain it, to explain it, um, you've probably been noticing that we have new music for Radio Free Nintendo. Uh, I used it the first time during the editing last week, and for this episode, obviously, you've noticed by the opener now that it's on the same old song we used to use. Uh, Jason Ricci has a new album coming out, and as and as uh, such, we have a new bevy of MP3s to use. Yes, and yeah. hopefully they are. Not only new, but also improved. Yes, very much so. The quality is much better. So anyway, to answer the question, um, Jason Ricci's new album is called Rocket Number no. 9, and mm-hmm. it's coming out October 23rd, and unlike his last album, um, he actually has a, a, an actual record deal this time, and so you should be able to just walk into your local music store and find this. And um, I assume it sure what section will... would it be in? It won't be under rock, obviously. Blues, rock. Yes, it, it, it will be under rock. Okay. Yes. okay. That so w- That's go. my... That is, uh, that's what the press materials say that I have, yes. Sweet. And um, uh, I don't know what it will cost. Uh, I think it will probably be on iTunes and other online services, but maybe, mm-hmm. I have I don't know when that will be. It could be the same day, it could be a little later, I don't know. Right, well, I, I know but, that the first Jason I've heard album it, is and it's iTunes. really good. Yeah, but now His old album label, is on so. iTunes, and yeah. I expect the new one will be too. But like okay. I said, it's a new record company, so I don't know exactly how they work. Right. But yeah, it's got some really good stuff, and it's like a crazy variety of music. There's there's rock and jazz and blues and funk, and there's songs that all that stuff is mixed together, and it's completely insane. Yeah, so I've listened really, to a couple songs, really, really and they good. are very good, so I would definitely yeah. recommend it. It's really um, good, I'm not just moving saying. Moving on to uh, listener mail. Uh, this is a question for me, actually. Uh, Mindcry says, hey guy, this one is for Carl, because I know he's a huge Killer7 and Suda fan. I almost thought you said God, Do we have to talk about this game every single week? Yes. It's not about Killer 7, actually. It's about Fatal Frame. It's about Fatal Frame. He says, uh, okay. Fatal Frame is one of my favorite video game series ever. So news of it landing in the hands of Suda makes me a little giddy, but also worried. I know that the formula needs a change in some respects, but I'm afraid that if Suda goes all to, uh, quote-unquote, Suda on it, then the game is going to lose its original charm. Do you think I should be worried about this? Um, I think that he's definitely going to put his own spin on it as far as... I, th- I think he has enough respect for the source material, though, that he won't go too crazy. I mean, he what has worked on that? licensed games before, so I think he knows how to respect um, the source material. What licensed games has he done? Uh, Samurai Shampoo. It's based on an anime. Hmm. It wasn't a very good game, but it was very faithful to the show. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, he also says, What could Suda bring to the table that would benefit the series or even contract from it? Uh, he will bring lots and lots of weird. and Lots possi- of exploding blood. And possibly cell shading. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cell shaded ghosts with dripping squares of blood. Yes, it it sounds possible to me. Uh, and do you think Suda would go as far as to bring a new graphical style? Well, yes, I think it'll probably be cell shaded. Um, he says, "I'm sincerely hoping for the next chapter to go into the origins of the camera obscura, 
or at the very least the story of Mikoto. A lot of the lore in FF alludes to these events, and it seems like Suda could fill in the gaps across his fingers. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> nice. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. Speaking sorry. of nerds and geeks, yeah, uh, I don't play Fatal Frame. I don't. I don't not want to play Fatal Frame. It's just that I'm not familiar with the series. Don't play it now. Well, I mean, it's on Xbox and PS2, and I don't have either of those systems with me. I don't even think it's on Xbox, dude. I think it's. Yeah, it is. PS2. It is. No. They, they they ported it over. It's. it's it's like a director's oh. cut for each game. Okay. So, yeah. I remember reading reviews. The, rev- the reviews were always pretty positive, so I'm, I'm sure it's a good series. I just never really got into it. Hmm. Uh, and that actually wraps us up for the first segment. When we come back, we're talking about the news and uh, lots and lots of Neo Geo. So stick around. Yeah. Okay, okay, we're back for the news. First up, Neo Geo Mondays. No Nintendo games this week, just all Neo Geo all the time. I hope time. you like fighting games, seriously. First up, Fatal Fury, which is a fighting game. Uh, next up, World Heroes, also a fighting game. And last up, Art of Fighting. That one's uh, an RPG. JRPG, right? That one's yeah. surprisingly also a fighting game. <laughs> All 900 points, got, so all 9 bucks. Gotta hand it to uh, SNK for having the balls to release the exact same game under three names on the same day on the same platform. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty, and charging pretty, $9 a piece for them. Now, I know... Well, it's better than, like, the $5,500 million they cost at first. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, that's the... I, I, I agree. It is less. Uh, I You have convinced me that $9 is less than $200, but uh, I have not been convinced that these are actually worth $9. I don't think that just because the hardware itself was no. expensive means that they can charge more for the, for the software itself years later when there's no hardware involved. And honestly, I, I downloaded World Heroes and played it with a friend of mine for a little while, and, and I remember playing World Heroes on G- either Genesis or Super Nintendo. It was ported mm. back in the day. Right. And, uh, and and I don't I don't I don't own the game, so I don't have that copy to compare it to. But it, I don't I can't tell that it really runs any better or looks any better on Neo Geo, on Virtual Console than it did back on that system. Um, honestly, it looks like a Super Nintendo game. So now, what's the he, deal? Here's here's a little fun fact for you. Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting were both so bland as fighting games back in the early nineties that they in fact fused them into one fighting game. <laughs> Which is called what? Which is called King of Fighters. King of Fighters. Okay, that's where they got King of Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. World meanwhile, World Heroes is pretty much a really blatant ripoff of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Uh, down to the fact that they have um, the two main characters are both essentially the same except one of them is blue and one of them is red. <laughs> There's yeah. also a guy with extendable limbs and uh, a guy that uses magic and there's a girl character and... Uh, oh, a girl character a, is ripping off of Street Fighter now apparently. Pretty much, yeah. Does she look like and, no, she doesn't like Chun Li. She has a sword, oh. but uh, there is a big American guy who's a pro wrestler. And anyway, it's just yeah. there are all these really awful stereotypes. Man. No, there's not one of those. But there is a guy. There's a there's a Genghis Khan character who's kind of like E Honda. Okay. Yeah, but it's all just it's really blatant type of stuff, and it's it's a fun game, but it's not. It's not really worth nine dollars. You remember it, when it, we said don't buy the first version of Street Fighter Two because Street Fighter Turbo's is, Street Fighter Turbo's coming out? Don't buy any of these games because King of Fighters, one of the later versions of King of Fighters, will eventually come out and will be better than all of these games. Have all of the same characters and be just and have general, more characters. Have more characters and in in general, just be a much cleaner experience. Yeah. So, Actually, anyway. I think SNK might be bringing a King of Fighters compilation to Wii. I know uh, they are for Samurai Showdown, mm-hmm. like they did with Metal Slug. Yeah, um, but I think which is sad. I really wish they would put like too. a Metal Slug game up on the console because I don't want to buy that whole compilation. Buy Metal, buy the uh, new Metal Slug on DS. Yeah, Metal was it Metal Slug Eight on DS coming yeah. out? Yeah, there we go. There you go. Could be good. There you go. I'm sure it's essentially the same as Metal Slug One. I'm excited about Contra 4. Yeah. Contra 4 is going to be freaking... Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Contra 4 and Metal Slug are bringing 2D shooters back, man. 
anyway, so yeah, so as far as these games go, eh, I'm sure I'm sure Wendy will love it and give them all a recommendation for everyone, but you know, <laughs> if, if you ask me, not really worth it. Um, moving on into the actual news. Now, we've I think we've talked about Halo DS before on this show. I, probably. I, we probably have, because Matt Casamassina, I think, blogged about it like, a times. long time ago, a long time ago, saying that he'd seen Halo DS... And then later on, it's like, oh, the game got canceled, but it was still around. And then everyone, I swear was like, to God, guys, it really does exist. I yeah, swear to God. Yeah. And then everyone, ever basically, Gaff was like, I don't believe this guy. He's he's full of crap. Blah 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 blah. Well, he owned up and yeah. he proved it. Halo DS definitely existed. There's yeah. no video evidence. He put up three videos on IGN last week. So and it I just say, took him this long to make that video. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, it looked really impressive. Eh, it looked like Hunter's to me. I, I thought it looked better than Hunters. It was much more vibrant environments. Really? I didn't. Hunters is all like inside caves and stuff. Part of Halo know. DS is on a beach with like an ocean and like. It to me. It's not it looked, as dreary looking. To me, it looked like Hunters on Zanzibar. Uh, <laughs> hang on. L- let's just let's just establish this right now. A game looking like Metroid Prime Hunters is not a bad thing. No, no. it's not. But I'm saying it's that a it doesn't it's a damn fine looking game. I'm I mean, saying, it has other problems, but graphics are not one of them. I thought, yeah, yeah I just think I just thought Halo DS looked better. I'm just saying it didn't wow me because I've already seen graphics of that, you know, pedigree on DS. I was impressed. Yeah, by but the that game supposedly was canceled like two years ago. Well, canceled like a year ago. Either way, canceled, came out. Either way, not very even long into development, and it already looked at least as good as Metroid Prime Hunters. Yeah, it, it seemed to move pretty fast. It seemed very competent. Um, they, uh, from what I saw, there weren't really any frame problems. Um, they were having fun, so playing it. Looked, so like it was impressive looking, and but apparently the story was that it was like created and like pitched, but no one ever, like Microsoft, well, I guess, never it, decided to go go anywhere. Apparently, a major publisher that he doesn't say. Um, well, you know now that Bungie is split from Microsoft. Of course, they still own all Microsoft still owns all publishing rights for Halo, so yeah. it really doesn't matter that much. Well, yeah. So we we know that a major publisher was um, had a, had a contracted developer to start working on it, and then it just kind of fell through cracks. Some things in that but Microsoft and, uh, owns part of the Halo license. It so. owns all of the Halo license. Yeah, so it would have to be Microsoft would almost surely be the major publisher. Uh, I mean, I guess they could have somebody else publish it, but why would they do? Why would they let somebody else take the money for it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe he said uh, major publisher because he didn't want to break an NDA well, by saying yeah, Microsoft. obviously could be. Either way, the game looked competent, and um, too bad it won't come out. Maybe maybe now that it's gotten some more exposure. Maybe they'll be I like, think that's what Matt was going for. Yeah, and then now that um, you know, Halo Three is out, and there aren't, and you know, there's like Halo Wars, and then Halo the movie, the game thing. <laughs> Halo the movie, the game, and then there'll be Halo the game of the movie of the game. Right. Uh, you know, like Street not... Fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, why not add one more? You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, next up, the Vicarious Vision CEO. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Karthik Bala. No. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he said that yeah. Nintendo's being very open and easy with WiiWare. Extremely. He spoke in uh, New York recently, and uh, you know, Nintendo World Report staffer Pale was there. And um, yeah, and apparently he's saying that Nintendo's varying, is being very good with um, third-party developers about developing original content on WiiWare, which much is great. Than, apparently much better than Xbox Live, which has many restrictions. Yes. And many, like, publishing deals and, like, you, know, yeah, you can it, meet all these certifications. And Doesn't it seem like lately... A lot of the Xbox Live Arcade games have just kind of like faded off. Like it doesn't se- like it doesn't seem as big as it was a year I don't know, ago. Puzzle Quest comes out on Wednesday, so yeah, <laughs> there was that in Space Draft. But really, what else notable has come out in like the last six months? Pac-Man Championship. Well, Edition. Carl, there there are games that come out every week on on Live Arcade, but I think they've become less of a big deal because there are actual games coming out on uh, Xbox yes. 360 now. Could be. I mean, not not to be really cynical about it, but those games were a lot bigger deal on a week-to-week basis when there wasn't much 360 software coming out. The same way that virtual console games, we care a lot more about them when there aren't any good Wii games coming out. And also why there's a lot of, of uh, attention being paid to PSN on PlayStation 3. So maybe that's why. Yeah, well, yeah, because there, there's literally nothing else coming out on PS3 lately. So Basically. Yeah, like the biggest game right have. now on PSN is like... Um, Oh, what's the name of that? Uh, Everyday Shooter, which looks awesome, by the way. Super Stardust HD is pretty cool, too. Yeah, I played that. Sorry. Right. It just feels like Geometry Wars on a dome. It feels like Asteroids to me. It's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, good thing for Vicarious Visions. They are, of course, a very good developer, although as of late, they've been kind of iffy. 
Um, but still, I'm excited I'm to see what original ex- content they have. So yeah. Yeah this this announcement or this comment by by uh, Mr. Bala is not that not that interesting to me because it's basically what Nintendo said from the beginning is that they were not going to place any restrictions on. Yeah, well, it's kind of surprising to see titles. Nintendo live up to that yeah. statement. Yeah, so basically Nintendo... he's just saying that up to now, at least so far, they've lived up to that promise. But I think the more interesting thing here is that he's basically admitting that Vicarious Visions is creating a game for WiiWare. Right. And that's pretty exciting, actually. And, and you know, uh, doesn't Vicarious Visions usually work on licensed stuff? Or, like, yes. established franchises? So I want to see where yes, they would go. Yes, but, but here's this. the thing. I mean... I don't think they are completely owned by Activision. They might be partially owned. Um, I can't remember if they have a, a an official relationship. Mm-hmm. But um, if there is room in their contract with Activision for Vicarious to self-publish games, then they may be creating original content for WiiWare and selling it under their own name. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some sort of loophole and in their contract because these, these games are being digitally distributed. Yeah. Yeah, it very well could be. And I think we may see that from a lot of developers, actually. A lot of developers who you're used to working on kind of un- uninteresting uh, licensed stuff, they they all have these walls in their offices full of game ideas that they can't make because they can't get money to make them. Right. And um, and they all dream one day of becoming independent enough that they can actually produce that kind of thing. But I think a platform like WiiWare, WiiWare because it's so cheap to develop for and they're very few costs associated with putting something up on there. These companies actually have an opportunity to put something out on their own and and reap 100% of the profits on it. Very true. And and fuel even more creativity. So that's very exciting. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's even beyond the independent guys who are basically buying a, a development kit for a couple thousand bucks and making their own game and they don't even really care if they make any money. They just want to get it out there. So you're going to have a nice mishmash of pretty much complete unknowns and also real developers who just want to do something different. Very true. I'm really looking forward to it, but I wish Nintendo would come out and give us a little more information about it. And, you know, say what you want about uh, Vicarious Vision's gameplay. They make pretty games, so you know it'll at least look good. Yeah. Actually, I think most of their games play very well also. Well, yes, but I'm just saying that one thing that has been always consistent with their games is that they are graphically impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they were the first company to do 3D on GBA. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, they were the first company to do uh, in-game voice chat on DS online play. They are, they also managed to get Doom Three to run on Xbox. That's so true. I mean, they're 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 some really technically gifted guys. And I remember, like the X Men Legends games, excuse me, uh, ran on Vicarious Visions Alchemy. So there you go. Well, Marvel Ultimate Alliance did on the Wii, the Wii version because they made the Wii version specifically. Yeah. I'm right. not sure that it did on the other systems. Mm-hmm. Alchemy is just their engine, basically. Yeah, That's basically. just their development environment that they have, that they right. created. Well, uh, next news story here. Uh, Probably the biggest of the week. Uh, could be, yeah. There has been a new Wii UPC code discovered. Um, Mike, can you explain for everybody what a UPC code is? Uh, it's like the you know that barcode on the back of pretty much anything you buy. Okay. And, uh, and, by, and by for everybody, I mean me, because I don't know what the hell a UPC code is. <laughs> apparently, these things have to be registered somewhere. Yeah, yeah. there's... There's, um, this is actually, interestingly enough, about a week and a half ago, um, the the rumored, almost assuredly existing 40 gigabyte PlayStation 2 was found on this on the UPC registration website. Well, there you go. Which has now you been did announced. Mean, you did mean PS3. PS3, yes. Which has now been announced yes. for the European market. And, of course, the U.S. announcement is eminent because Sony has officially denied it existing, which means it, it exists. Is. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this They is have the worst UPC. PR department ever. It's really, like... I read this. There was this great thing on Kotaku with like a like a list of like the seven steps it takes for a PlayStation product to exist. And like first it's rumored, and then it's uh, then it's denied, and then it's rumored again, and then someone finds a filing, and then it's categorically denied by Sony, saying they have never even intended on doing anything like that. And then uh, like three days later, they typically announce it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, moments the, away from that. So this UPC code is been filed has been filed with the name We Play and Learn. And um, now the most obvious thing that you could get from this is that they're going to package like Big Brain Academy and, and Wii Play, Wii Play to, yeah. in, in Wii, uh, in the Wii package, which would be nice because that means you, that means uh, you get a, another controller. Yeah, so I, I would guess that you might probably wouldn't be getting Wii Sports at that, at that point. Right. But you might be. Ooh, and I wonder, do you think they do would sell? That's an interesting question. 
Do you think they would sell Wii Sports in a package? I th- well, that? I think they would end up selling. They'd have a. They'd have Wii Sports separately for those people who wanted it. But I yeah. would assume that if this game, if this package does in fact include three games, the price will be significantly increased, probably to three hundred dollars. No, I think they'll go two eighty. It's coming with an extra controller and two extra games. I think they'll go three fifty, or maybe one extra game depending on whether or not. Yeah, Wii Sports is in there. Yeah. Um, well, now, what else could on. this mean besides no, what's, what's John, What do you got, Johnny? Well, yeah, I, I was kind of going where Carl was going. Um, I have to question whether you could really learn anything from playing Big Brain Academy. <laughs> yeah. But what else is could it, Isn't that game more about showing what you have learned or showing how smart you are? It's not really about teaching you anything. That's a good point, but what what possibly well, what here's else the thing. could it be? They just, exactly. those, I'm, they just announced those Ology games for Wii and DS, which are basically like, um, they're kind of like edutainment, edutainment software. Now, I know, obviously, that you know Nintendo probably isn't going to package edutainment with Wii, but I'm just saying that the software is out there and will be published. I don't so. even know what these Ology games are. Um, uh, they're, Carl, they're, those, those Ology games are, like, way out, dude, and they're from they? another company. So okay. forget that. But, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Yeah, that's ju- you're just you're you're smoking pot, dude. But um, <laughs> they, I don't know. The name of this makes me kind of wonder if Nintendo is gonna spring out some completely unknown software. Yeah, that's that's my second guess. Or Brain Age. Wii. Yeah, I just I can't think of anything that but even Brain Age doesn't teach really you anything. You don't learn anything from Brain Age. I mean, you you hone skills. Yes. Do they have any you of those training game games knowledge. on Wii in Japan yet? Um, I don't think so. No, they but don't. I, yeah, I didn't think so. So maybe. And those are know. all training games. They they don't really. They're not about learning. So I I just I'm really curious about what this could mean. This thing but almost assuredly my... exists. So yeah, right. You just don't know. You can't if file it's... a fake UPC code. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, you have to wonder, like, okay, we play and learn. Hey, let me let me throw this out there. How do we even know it's a console bundle? I mean, we play. The title of we play is we play, right? And it's just a game. So couldn't this be a new version of we play with extra mini games I stuck in there that are supposed believe, to teach you something? I believe that the we code, the we uh, the UPC code itself is similar to the um, original Wii UPC code. And that's why they they assume it's it's got something to do with the actual console. I, that has not been proven to me at all. I'm not convinced of that at all. I mean, I think this could certainly be. But I'm just saying by pure naming convention, we sports, we play, we play and learn, sounds like basically an upgraded version of we play. So it could be just purely software. Um, I mean, what? Okay, okay, think about this, okay. Number one, why would they want to introduce a new SKU to the market when they can't even keep the current one on the shelves? Because they can charge two, more for it and people will still buy it. No, no, no. no. It, it just, you don't understand the, the problems that causes and the confusion it causes. Number two, um, we play, when all is said and done at the end of this year, is probably going to be within the top five, maybe the top three selling games in the world for yeah. the year 2007. Oh, yeah. It's no joke. Like- I mean, that is this. That's a sad statement, but it's going to be true. I think it's at something so, like three or four million copies right now. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's completely insane. Those are like almost Pokemon numbers. So yeah. we Nintendo has to be thinking, how can we put out something similar to this very quickly? And if you're putting in an upgraded version, not only can you attract in a few people that you couldn't attract before, but you might actually get people to buy another copy of Wii Play because it has extra mini games and they still get another controller with it which they I mean if you've got two controllers why not get three I think you might have a point on it because I don't believe Nintendo as of right now has a Wii branded game for the holidays um, exactly so we, they go. do in Japan they do in Japan Wii Fit is going to be out before Christmas in Japan but not in America but not, but not here so if they had maybe a a Wii Play with like you know a few more mini games in there they can repackage it as we play and learn, and all of a sudden they've got a new Wii branded game, and Wii branded games sell like gangbusters. So exactly, you got a very good point. I that think might, that, that is that probably the trip. most likely outcome of this. I really doubt it's a new hardware bundle because hardware bundles are what Microsoft and Sony are doing right now. That's what you do when you're desperate. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not what you do when you can't even keep the damn thing on the shelf. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to our next news story, Nippon Ishii Software, uh, most famous for uh, Disgaea, 
Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what their other games were, but they're all just really obscure, like strategy JRPGs. <laughs> okay, wait. Can I go? I want to go back to the. Uh, Didn't they do Radiata stories or something like no, that? No, no, no. That was Trice. Oh. Um, before the uh, in the UPC database, before that was called We Play and Learn, it was referred to as quote new pack, which means it's definitely not just a game. Maybe they're packing no, well, something else on. with the game. Hang on, no, that that I could still. We not. Play is not just a game. No, it's no, a no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying it's definitely not just a game. Okay, right. It's a package. Of no, something. I yeah. I think anything with the name We on it's going to come with a piece of hardware shoved in there. They've already proven that. Wii Sports comes with the system. Wii Play comes with the controller. Wii Fit comes with the balance board. Anything with Wii in it's going to have a piece of hardware in it. So, yeah, I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Right. So, double rewind, forward wind, back to this news story, Nipponichi. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they did. They didn't do Radio Sport. That was Tri-Ace. Um, they Not did... Bad. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway, Something they did, that starts with R. I don't remember... Uh, yeah. So yeah, it basically... they had an RPG for PS2 that was that came out after Disgaea, and it starts with R, and I can't think of what it is. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I, this is gonna be bugging me. But I'll check it out online later. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so Nipponichi wants to bring Disgaea and some of its other properties to DS because um, they want lots and lots of fat cash money. Money, and um, the games sell, I believe, reasonably well. In Japan, um, in the U.S., they're a bit more, a bit more like you know, cult hits. Very niche. Very niche, and um, as such, uh, I, I believe that they will hit in, on DS in Japan in the U.S. Even yeah, maybe they, maybe they will hit in Japan because they did actually start a um, an American subsidiary called NAS America. Mm-hmm. So I have to assume that if Disgaea, which is which is basically their biggest claim to fame. I mean, Disgaea is what it was. What it's what allowed them to start the American subsidiary. It was actually published right. by by uh, Atlas, but the money that they generated oh, from really? that game, yeah, but the money that they generated oh. from that game allowed them to start the American subsidiary. Interesting. So, I but and I don't I don't know if you if Atlas has the publishing rights to Disgaea, would that mean they would also have to publish it on DS? They, pro- no, they probably when they have publishing rights, they probably have publishing rights for a specific game on a specific console. Or they might have yeah. video game console publishing rates, but not handheld video game console publishing. Also, rates. I don't think right. Atlas published it in Japan, so yeah. So who knows? I don't know. Who knows how that works? But mm-hmm. um, I haven't played Disgaea. I've heard good things about it. If you like tactics games, um, yeah, that's essentially you know, what it is. I'm if you on. really enjoy math, if you enjoy math and grids, <laughs> lots, yeah, lots of grids, yeah. <laughs> That's it, basically. Yeah, it's it's like Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics yeah. Ogre, except a little wackier. Yeah, and so something about penguins or I don't know. Yeah, there's penguins in it. Yeah, it's a little exploding strange. penguins. Yeah, so who cares? Kamikaze penguins. I don't know. I played it. I really didn't enjoy it. It was like crazy slow and boring to me. Yeah. So Mike will be playing <laughs> it on DS, but we might. Who knows? And uh, last news story of the day: Sega bass fishing announced for Wii is ugly. Um, okay, look. <laughs> that's I the wanna, news, Carl? That, it is ugly? As, if you ask me, it is. Um, now, look, I, I'm i going to make a stand right here. I'm making a stand. I'm standing up on my soapbox. And I want to say that this shit will not stand. It, it is a Dreamcast game on Wii. I have never brief, seen a Carl. game it look will that stand. bad. I have, no, no, no. I have not seen a game published that looks that bad since 2001. Ouch. Carl. Okay. Carl. It is an insult. That's such hyperbole. You're so the, exaggerating. That is the worst looking game I've seen on the GameCube. <laughs> okay? Let me let me make that very clear. It Give is so ugly. So bad looking. I think we get it, dude. I think you spent too much time on the message boards this afternoon after it was announced. No, no, no. I, I took one look at All those I can say is, and it looks like crap. I'm just no longer I'm no longer surprised when a third party announces a Wii game and the graphics are bad. Yeah. But it's like it's it's just, I just don't care when anymore. a third party it's, announced a GameCube game and the graphics were bad. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I wish the graphics were good, but at this point, I have run out of caring. <laughs> and all I can sit there is just all I can do is sit here and say, "Well, yep." I mean, I mean, there's another. It just, but that does that mean we should just let it happen? Like, all right, it's fine, I guess. I think hey, the best thing hey, to do Carl, would be to pay it's it. It's no happening, mind. and there's nothing we can do about it except not buy the games if it bothers you that yeah, bad. Yeah, so don't drum up. What anything. I'm more interested in is whether the controls are good, because yeah. 
Sega Bass Fishing on Dreamcast was actually a really good game, or at least I'm told it is by a lot of my friends if who had it. If you had a fishing it. controller, yeah. Yeah, and the Wii Remote and Nunchuck could probably be a pretty good substitute Definitely. for the fishing controller. Definitely. Here's a fun fact about the so, fishing controller. You could use it to play other games. Yeah, there's a guy who beat Soul yeah. Calibur on like the high, hardest difficulty with it. Yeah. That's punishment right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but anyway, so, uh, look, I'm, all I'm saying is... We shouldn't. We shouldn't just let that go. It's. It's. It, we should. We should be. We should be sending emails, and starting petitions. Start a letter writing campaign, Carl. That's what I'm saying. You see, you heard it here, for, here first, folks. I just don't see any point in bitching about it every time a game comes out with bad graphics. Well, okay. Are Are you fine then with Wii games looking like crap? Am I fine with it? What does that mean? Do I like it? No. Is there anything I can do about it? No. Well, okay, look, we have an audience here on Radio Free Nintendo. We, are, <laughs> yeah. we have an opportunity to tell people that this crap is wrong. I wish there was a button to turn him off. <laughs> well, we're unfortunately... <laughs> Carl, we are... you're just, you're ranting, dude. I mean, I'm a practical guy. If I review the game and the graphics are bad, I will say so. That doesn't even necessarily mean you shouldn't buy the game. I mean, if you're a graphics whore, and apparently you are... I am, oh, then, come uh, on. Obviously, dude, then obviously this you is bad You did not just call me a graphics whore. You called yourself a graphics whore. Ugh, okay, look, I'm not. I'm just gonna bypass that comment because I don't want us to be here for hours. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, no. That to answer your question, Carl, no, I don't like it when games are ugly. But it's become the norm instead of the exception on Wii. So I'm just sick. I literally, I'm sick of talking about it. I'm just really tired of complaining about when games don't look good. Well, hopefully at this point, I would rather spend my effort to praise games that do look good. Because I don't have time to bitch about all the ones that don't. Well, Johnny, hopefully you care about talking about Zelda again, because that's what we're talking about after this quick break. Okay, guys, and we're back, and I've calmed down a little bit. I've, I've had a stern talking to <laughs> by Johnny. Back to work. And... Um, Last week we talked about Zelda and why we think it's getting a little tired. Apparently you really enjoyed or um, conversely completely hated that conversation because we got a lot of feedback. Well, no, I mean, we, I think that we all were basically in agreement with each other that the, the, the series needs something, you know, completely to set it on its ear to make it interesting again or that it shouldn't continue. I think that was the sentiment that we got across. I got it. I got it. Okay, ready? Yeah. Ready? 100 years in the future from where Zelda currently takes place. Okay? Uh-huh. So a little kid wears green. Uh-huh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. On the other side of like the continent or the country or whatever. Yeah. Princess. Uh huh. All right. Uh huh. She's in trouble. Uh huh. Because some dude who looks like a pig is gonna try and kill her. Right. Kid has to save the princess. Defeat you the pig guy. You just described Wind Waker. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, you did. Hundred years after the, after Zelda. Dude, Ken is not a pig in Wind Waker. Jesus, you're so dumb. <laughs> you see how you see what this is doing to us. I gotta get out of Tallahassee. <laughs> I still also kid hero of time. Hero of time. Oh. The hero of time or a hero of time. He gets a sword that repels. Yes, and he's people. gonna get a sword. And at one point, he's going to use that sword to reflect energy bolts back at a bad guy. Maybe mm-hmm. more often than once. Perhaps also, he also, will do it three times, thrice. and then the bad guy will be smoked. Exactly. Anyway. So how about that Zelda, huh? <laughs> and uh, we, we, we talked about how much we think Zelda is in a rut right now. And we got a lot of feedback on that from the forum and in emails. Uh, we're just going to go through um, five statements here from five different people and uh, talk about it. Uh, first of all, we got one from Mashiro from the forums who said, There are times when I wish Nintendo didn't screw with the formula. I'm looking at you, Star Fox Games. This is true, but for as many times as they have screwed with the formula, it has been good as well as been bad. Like Metroid Prime, look what happened there. That game is excellent. Hey, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to go outside the Star Fox series to see that innovation can go both ways. I mean, Star Fox 64 innovated over the original Star Fox in about a hundred ways. And And it's freaking awesome in all of them. In, in my opinion, Star Fox 64 is a huge improvement over the first game in almost every single way. And then... They uh, gave it to two other developers outside Nintendo, and very bad results happened. And uh, yeah. and then they went back with the DS game. They kind of went back to certain parts of the old school tradition, but then there's also a lot of other weird stuff that was new. Some of it was good, some of it was bad. I think the strategy stuff 
in the DS Star Fox is actually really, really cool. I just wish all the levels weren't uh, all range mode, as you, as we'd call it. Right. Yeah. So, so it just, it's not a matter of whether trains. innovation is good or bad. It's whether the things that you innovate with are good or bad. Exactly. Uh, next statement here is from that guy on the forum who said, Do you know why FSA, and he's referring to uh, Force Adventures. Adventures, was the best Zelda? Because it was the one that wasn't fake. In our hearts, we all know Zelda is about dungeon crawling while traversing an amazing, diverse world. The problem really is that while the world is diverse, there aren't really any games where your pathways and experiences can be unique each time you play. Sure, you might be able to play Dungeon X, Y, and Z in whatever order you like, but you're Which going to Which is actually to play... not true, because yeah, the way Zelda yeah. games work, you always play the dungeons in the same order. Zelda does a very, very, very good job of giving you the illusion that you are in an immense world where you can do whatever you want, and then stringing you along through it in the single path. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, sure, you might be able to play the X, Y, and Z in whatever order you like, but you're going to play them in the exact same way anyways. No matter what. FSA got rid of the lie about it. About it. It had several settings, great bosses, and the linear dungeon puzzler gameplay. All the other all the others had, but wasn't fake about it. What is? What, is, what does he keep saying? I think fake? He, I think what he's referring to is that on Four Swords Adventure is like there, there's no overworld map where you run around. It's just you play level one one, and then you play level one two, and then you play level yeah. one three. I guess. Yeah. It's oh, just it's uh, just it was, dungeon crawling essentially. Right. And he's. Do you guys agree that FSA is the best Zelda? It's a lot of fun, but I wouldn't call it the best, no. I think the problem with Four Swords Adventures, and I really love the multiplayer parts of it, and it has some great puzzles, but I think the problem with Four Swords Adventures is it, it's sort of trying to be a sequel to Link to the Past. You know, it uses mm-hmm. the same graphics and pretty much a lot of the same puzzles and mechanics and things like that. And yeah. so in terms of the level design and and uh, the things that you do in the game, it's really not that innovative. It's just kind of a rehash. It feels like an expansion pack or a remix for Link to the Past. Yeah. It's and that's fun because cool. you're playing It's totally people, worth playing, basically. and more people should play it. It's also the worst-selling Zelda game ever. And let me tell you, if, you are, if you're in Walmart or the mall or wherever, and you see a copy of Four Swords Adventures for like 10 bucks, get it. Yeah. Because it's worth playing through even on single player. It's really fun to play through. That game is so cheap now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's still comes, nobody it's still bought it. Game Boy cable? Yeah, it still comes with a cable for ten bucks. Well, who, you don't even need the cable. Play it on your Wii and, well, yeah, and just through the cable. Just player, play with yeah. your GameCube controller. Play through it single player, and you'll still have a lot of fun with it. But it's not innovative in terms in terms of anything except the multiplayer component. Mm-hmm. In every other way, it's very derivative of the Zelda series. But it's kind of a. Dist- I see what he's saying because obviously it. He, he's the kind of player who really, really likes the dungeons in Zelda and doesn't care very much for talking to people in towns or going out and finding items or exploring the overworld. I do like, I like the mixture of the two. But obviously he really likes the dungeons, and the cool thing about Four Swords Adventures is, is it distills everything down to basically that very core, fundamental part of the game. But uh, there are plenty of people who like the stuff that they took out to make Four Swords Adventures. Hmm. Uh, next email here is from Ryan, who says, Instead of simplifying Zelda like they did with Phantom Hourglass, I think Nintendo should go the opposite way with the next Wii Zelda. They should take a look at what other adventure uh, role-playing games are doing and figure out what would work in the Zelda universe. I'm not saying they should make an Oblivion clone out of Zelda. Well, Oblivion's an RPG, not an adventure game. Well, he said adventure slash role-playing game. Yeah, but Zelda's not a role-playing game. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Moving on. I don't, Zelda I think 2 Oblivion kind was, of was. Yeah, let's get out of that okay. argument. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I didn't think Oblivion was very was very fun. But why not give Zelda some of the open world freedom that the Elder Scroll games are known for? It wouldn't be appropriate for Zelda if it let you do absolutely everything that Oblivion does, like indiscriminately kill NPCs. But why not give Link more to interact with in his world? Why not reintroduce some of the role playing elements used in Zelda Two? Ooh. Uh, I've always <laughs> wanted to see a Final Fantasy esque Zelda RPG spinoff. I don't want that to happen in the main series, but there's no reason why they can't look at an RPG genre for inspiration. I think really what he would really kind of like to describe there is something more along the lines of like Assassin's Creed almost, where the the, word, the game world itself is more interactive. Mm. Hey, Good. I mean... Or maybe something like Mass Effect. Could be. Uh, Mass okay. Effect is more of an RPG. Yeah. Let me th- let me just throw this out here. I mean, Nintendo allowed Square to make a Mario RPG. What if they allowed Square to make a Zelda RPG? Uh, yeah, but Square today and Square back then are different, and it would probably end. That's up being true. Okay, how now. about 
<laughs> how about the the company that makes the Mario and Luigi games? Then I mean, there's a lot a lot of possibilities. I don't or, or intelligent systems. I mean, who who yeah. who cares? All I'm saying is. You know, when Mario RPG was first announced, a lot of people thought it was kind of blasphemous to put Mario in an RPG, mm-hmm. and they were like, this is not going to work. But now, it's one of the most revered uh, in Super well, NES games there is. I think Mario Mario makes that transition to a quirky environment very well, and if you did a RPG with Zelda, it would be more of a mainline RPG, and it'd have to be very dramatic. Mm. Twilight and, Princess but, is very dramatic. Although, yeah. you know, Phantom Hourglass, from what I've heard, is very, like... Very jokey and very, you know, lighthearted. Yeah, Zelda's I mean, always been a little, like, zanier on the handheld system. And then if you look at Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening is sometimes just outright funny. And, yeah, and that Tingle RPG, I mean, yeah. that's all you need to say right there. <laughs> exactly, so there you go. And, and if you want innovation in the Zelda series, look at Tingle. Look at the Tingle RPG in Portal. I'm tra- you almost say, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a game he's describing there. I don't really, wouldn't really call it Oblivion, because Oblivion is very, like, Dungeons and Dragons with, you know... It's an American-style RPG. Yeah, it's a Western RPG, and I think yeah. really, like, a closer, honestly, a closer description of what he's describing would be something more along the lines of Grand Theft Auto in Hyrule. Grand Theft Hyrule? Where mm-hmm. you could actually go where you wanted and do things out of order and stuff like that and take missions and... Yeah. And that would be, honestly, if you took that kind of environment, like, I think it would work really, really, really well with Zelda. You could have Link, you know, going around. There'd be, like, a mainline story to follow, but there'd also be other things you could do. Well, there, there have been elements. Of, I mean, I can actually see that happening because it, there have been elements of it before. You've got Majora's Mask where you have this sort of yeah. world, uh, artificial world created with people going around doing things. It's very much and you are quite similar to too. elements of, of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, they even gave you missions and you had to go around and do things. And also, as far as doing things out of order, you can do a lot of that in the original Zelda. Yeah. You can play dungeons mm-hmm. out of order in the original Zelda. Uh, next email here is from Andy who says, I really feel like changing up the input structure for the newest Zelda game is the wrong way to evolve the series. I am completely in agreement that Majora currently represents the best example of what happens when you change the overall structure of the, of the Zelda game. What a good transition. <laughs> um, I think it's time to evolve the way the story is told. Every major console Zelda title has been retelling the same story that, and that formula is indeed stale. Nintendo needs to rethink how they tell the Zelda story, how it's presented, not how the player interacts with the game. The input is fine. I can see that. The story is extremely stale. It's it's so generic. Like, save the princess, and, you know, I mean, sure, like, it takes, the, some, some games have a twist, like in uh, Wind Waker, you know, it turns out Tetra's the princess, and she's totally badass. Spoilers! Until she becomes, uh, until Tetra turns into Princess Zelda, and all of a sudden, like, she's completely helpless. She's not even helpless. a character anymore. Yeah, she just like she just she basically disappears from the plot and ceases being a very strong female character and just becomes the damsel in distress. I thought She's, it was a little. I thought it was a little um, kind of just just a little offensive that when she becomes all like regal and royal, she gets she becomes white instead of tan. Yeah, but she loses her tan too. I thought that was odd yeah. as well. Like, it's okay, really we get weird. it. Like you're the princess now, but you'd have to be under the ocean in that castle for a really long time to lose the tan, and she loses it like right away. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. And also, she's like, oh, God, now I'm wearing a dress. I can no longer fight. Yeah. Though she does later. Well, yeah, in Smash Brothers Melee. Or in the final boss fight. Yeah, in the final boss fight, she comes back to fight. Yeah, but yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, in, the, in, in the Smash Brothers games or in the, in the upcoming Zelda adventure game where you play as mm-hmm. Zelda, she should get to use the freaking bow and arrow. Yeah. Because uh, she's done well, it actually, in multiple past games, you know. Andy, uh, Andy has more to say here. He says, "I would say that Twilight Princess was a step back as far as evolving the franchise is concerned. When Waker did a lot of things differently and did them well." Hmm. When, yeah, Wind Waker does do a lot of things really, really well, and I like especially the fact that it takes you off of the Hyrule field. And even though you, you know the ocean is essentially the field, it, it's such a refreshing change of environment that it really helps the game stand out mm-hmm. better. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and the cool thing is about Wind Waker is that it takes you so, so far out of the the stereotypical Zelda narrative that when it introduces you to elements from the previous games, like when you finally do go to Hyrule Castle and you see all this stuff and you go... It's, my it's so far part, removed from what you expect it to be. Yeah, but it's also like really cool that you've been you've been removed from all these elements and once you they kind of tease you with them a little bit, it's really refreshing and you get excited about being in some recognizable part of Hyrule again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whereas definitely. in Twilight think, Princess, you're really not. You're like, oh, it's they even called it Hyrule Field again. Right. I think my favorite dungeon from any Zelda game is Tower of the Gods and One Micro. I can't remember any of the dungeons in any of the games very well enough to pick a favorite. Yeah, my favorite I, one I mean, is just Wind not Waker Water is... Temple from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> That's the only thing I know for sure. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one in Wind Waker is the one where you use the mirrors and the you have to get the light all the way through the. Oh, dungeon. that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like and my that. favorite in Twilight Princess is the Ice Mansion. Oh, Snow Peak. Oh, the Ice Mansion was really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. I like that because it doesn't look, it doesn't look like a dungeon. Yeah, it's it's like a you house. Know? Yeah, when I got yeah. in there, I was I didn't even expect it to really be a dungeon. Right, and then you get the um, compass, and you're like, oh, God, I guess I am in the new dungeon. dungeon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Andy ends his email by saying, anyways, off the episode, out of curiosity, would you say that Zelda uh, is Nintendo's Halo, the closest they have to a Megazone franchise, or does that honor still belong to Mario? It still belongs it's to Mario. Mario. Um, it is so Mario. Actually, it's probably more Pokemon than Mario, but it's definitely okay, not well, Zelda. Yeah. Well, no, it, it well, is Mario. Just, we're I talking mean, about a mainline epic franchise, like... I guess Pokemon is epic. puts up epic numbers, but I wouldn't by any means console it, consider it an epic game. I don't know, man. Super Mario Galaxy looks Dude, epic. Hey, yeah. Excuse me, but Pokemon is an RPG. It's a lot more epic than any Mario game. But they, the thing is that the story... Well, I guess, yeah, Mario... Mario, Mario doesn't even have a, doesn't have a story. Yeah. Then I, then I would honestly no, say, I would I would s- say that Zelda is, like, the, like, epic franchise. I would still say that Mario has more cell power than Pokemon. I mean, look at New Super Mario Bros. It well, outsold Pokemon. If you look at like numbers as today, well then worldwide, really? I don't think, yeah, so. I think so. No, you're wrong. I think no. I maybe think, it's missold half of Pokemon. No, uh, what's it called? Uh, New Marvelous has sold like nine million copies worldwide. Pokemon, did, Pokemon sold over ten million just in Japan, dude. Did it? I oh, then I am so. so yeah. ridiculous. It, no, 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 I am misinformed. Wait. <laughs> it has sold over ten million worldwide. Maybe not in Japan, but it has sold over ten million worldwide. Okay, then I, then maybe I'm misinformed. It's yeah. well, like we all, we can all agree on that. It's definitely not Metroid. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. No, but it but even Zelda actually doesn't sell that well. I mean, Twilight Princess sold two, two maybe three million copies worldwide. It's not even Which close to Pokemon or Mario. No, it's, it's not you know, bad. It's not but even it's, close to Halo Three. Like no, no, near it's it. not even. Yeah, Halo's already sold that many. Yeah, you know, in a week. So, in a day. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, our last email here is from Fernando, who says. I don't know how viable it would be to give Zelda her own game. It would seem that the only people who would buy it would be Ocarina of Time fans who really like Sheik, and maybe Smash Bros. fans who don't know any better. I don't really think it could take uh, the Princess Peach DS route because uh, the game would have to take itself more seriously. I would still buy it, though. So you just prove yourself wrong because you're like, I'd buy I think, it. Um, I think it's, <laughs> it's almost a no-brainer for Nintendo to make a single-player standalone game starring Zelda because they're they're pushing out this Wii console to all these new gamers, many of which are female and would love to see a strong female character. Mm-hmm. Apart from Samus, who most people, you know, I don't think it really matters. That, at this point, it really does not honestly matter that Samus is female anymore. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal. I don't even think... Because she's inside the suit. If they make a mm-hmm. game that stars Zelda, I don't even think they should push it towards towards females. I think it will no. do that naturally. No, 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 exactly, well, yeah. It will be here, a good here's game, the deal. and she will here's just be a strong deal. female lead like Laura Croft. It's mm-hmm. so easy to market because Zelda has already proven that it can sell to everyone with a really girly name. The Legend of Zelda yeah. Twilight Princess is the girliest <laughs> name for a guy game I've ever heard. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. they don't even have to change the name. It's still The Legend of Zelda, except this time you act, somebody actually in the past week, and this is not a joke, someone in the past week w- brought up the Zelda games and actually referred to Link as Zelda. They thought oh, that yeah. was his name. I hear hey, it all the time. Hey, the star of Metroid is a man named Metroid. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay fine. But, but, but you know, they don't even have to change the name. All they have to do is call it The Legend of Zelda, blank subtitle. It doesn't matter. People don't even necessarily need to realize that you play a Zelda. They will buy it because it's called a Zelda game. And yep. Zelda is already named after a girl. So it's easy to do. I think it's very easy to do. It should be called The Legend of Zelda, the one where you actually play as Zelda. Or they can put Sheik on the cover, and people won't even realize it's a female, probably. Oh, yeah, because it's not... Okay, whatever. We're not getting, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We're not getting oh, into the sex God. change argument again. Sheik is a oh, tranny, dude. God. Sorry. Sheik is a I tranny. I totally forgotten about that silly-ass argument. <laughs> <laughs> There's no argument. Sheik's a tranny. <sighs> oh, <Sorry>. God. <laughs> anyway. Let's end this episode, please. That's actually the last of our feedback from last Good. week, so... 
Remember, you can send uh, your listener mail to rfnintendoreport.com. Um, if you'd like to comment on the state of Wii graphics, please do email us. And um, are Mike's crazy mailbag? Uh, yeah, your password. password week, your yes. password for this week is Go Tigers. That's with a G E A U X. Oh huh? God! Can we can we come up with a better password? Fine, no, fine. I will stop. I will stop pimping college football. Yeah. Okay. And, look, uh, our our uh, our th- password this week is graphics or no? No, th- I'm sorry. I get to pick the I get to pack password right. this week. It's finish the fight. <laughs> That's finish so. Bad. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> you forget. I have the final edit. Finish the fight. Finish the yeah. fight. And right. by the way, anyway. try to try to actually send something for Mike's mailbag because uh, yeah. lately we've Be been having funny. to pick actual like kind of real questions and good questions. Like my yeah. crazy mailbag this week was about Jason Rishi. Like Saturn, stop sending your emails so damn early so they accidentally become my crazy mailbag question. There you go. And if you don't want your like if if you're gonna send a question like that, don't put the damn password in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only include the password if you want it you... to be read by Mike and be crazy. So yes, write crazy it's Mike's questions. Crazy for it. mailbag. Anyway. Write write real questions and write crazy questions. Yeah, you, can, you if you don't put a, a password on it, it's still uh, it's still up there for the regular mailbag. Yeah. Uh, also, when you're done writing your crazy email, go on over to iTunes and make sure you are subscribed to our podcast and write a crazy and, review. And write a crazy review. Hey, if you're review. subscribed to the podcast, you will you will almost assuredly get it sooner than everyone else, which gives you a better chance to uh, to get the amazing crazy mailbag question in. Yeah, and I'm going to pretend that's true. Well, it is true because other people have to check the site. Yeah, but the way I do it is like... It doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Those people still have to check the site. Anyway. The subscribers don't have to check the site. <laughs> anyway, um, I just want to let you guys know that uh, it's been a very good time we've had on Radio for Nintendo. Thank you, Mike, for stopping by. Well, you mean you kind of stopped by here. It's my apartment. Well, you know what? I, this is the way that I do things. <laughs> oh, this, Carl this is, is moving in, and he's kicking you out. Booyah, I'm taking your Xbox. It's now his place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you can pay yeah, my rent yeah, too. How about that? Yeah, you can live at Smith Hall at FSU. I'm gonna, the, the little picture for this for this part of the episode on iTunes. So if you this this is an incentive to, to uh, subscribe, will be a picture of my dorm room, so you can see how crappy it is. <laughs> Carl, you, so you really you shouldn't go, reveal where you live to people on the internet. Well, I'm not. Well, you know, all those rooms look the same. They all look the same, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not gonna find me. There are there are a hundred people. There are more than well more than hundred people living in my dorm room. Okay. Yeah. So, Johnny, also, thank you for coming. Oh, you are most welcome, sir. I mean, you do, you do, you do put me on my place quite often, but I enjoy it anyway. Yep. I don't even care anymore. All I'm thinking about is that second Hot Pocket. (laughs) (laughs) You can't Uh, eat just one, can you? I'm so hungry. No, they're lean pockets. You have to eat two. That's why I get lean pockets, so I can eat two. (laughs) <laughs> and so against the idea of getting leap pockets. Just be getting the croissant pockets, man. They're so much freaking better. Yeah. It's like eating yeah. 16 lean pockets. Whatever. And with that, we've come full circle talking about hot pockets. Indeed. See you next week, folks. Later. That was nice segue there. You sounded really pissed off about shit. What? He sounded really pissed at you when he said that. (laughs) Dump on Skype. Anyway. Uh, I am not a graphics whore. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, okay, look, I'm just saying that, like, (laughs) Mike is fucking. Not even recording it now, dude. Carl, go get a glass of water and to wash out the venom. And you know what? You know what? You know what the worst part about that is too is that you know that the forum kids are going to agree with Johnny. Well, he's right. <laughs> well, You're going to be like, this is I'm just, just cr- being practical here. I just all yeah, I'm saying is literally, sucks, I am dude, fucking know. exhausted like, of talking about it. I'm so sick of talking about Wii games looking bad that I don't even care to talk about it anymore. It's like hearing yes, about how good true. Tim it's Tebow bad. is, dude. I'm tired of It's it. like sitting around and saying, taxes are too high. Mm. Except you actually can it do is. something about that. You yeah. Can vote. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there you go. Whatever. So, you know what you sucks, with your dollars and The just war in Iraq really sucks. Okay, we talk about how do, that sucks. Okay, do you think we should just say nothing?
That's the same attitude I'm that you're pulling here. No, I'm I admit it, but I'm not say something go new. You can't just say the same shit over and over again. And the same and shit over I and was... over again is, well, there's a new game and it looks bad. But I'm trying to incite conversation here. And the attitude that you're but taking... you're not. You're just well, ranting, dude. You're hey, just ranting. Hey, Carl, you got a conversation out of it, so you should be happy. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not happy. <laughs> I can a, tell Go write that. a feature, dude. Go write an editorial. I am going to write an editorial. Do it. But how much oh, graphics God. suck. Do it. Oh, God. <sighs> I wish Evan was here. He'd agree with me. I we all just, agree with I, you, dude. Carl, what's the point of even <laughs> writing an editorial about sucky Wii graphic? It's like writing an editorial that says the PS3 price is too high. Yeah. Duh! Yeah, fucking it, duh! Alright, fine. Whatever. He's got you there and you know it. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll concede. <laughs> but I'm not happy about conceding. 